The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data, Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. I'm your host, Benjamin Shapiro, and today we're going to discuss some business strategies for MarTech companies. Joining us is Chris Hartvigson, who is the CEO and co-founder at Dooley, which is a tool to help sellers update Salesforce faster. Dooley is now a connected workspace that brings together revenue teams to close more deals. With Dooley, sellers become the best versions of themselves by eliminating the busy work, selling with consistency, and collaborating with the right people so they can hit their number. Yesterday, Chris and I talked about product-led SaaS growth, and today we're going to continue the conversation talking about the sales happiness index for MarTech companies. All right, here's the second part of my conversation with Chris Hartvigson, the CEO and co-founder of Dooley. Chris, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thanks for having me again. Excited to have you back on the show and continue our conversation. Yesterday, we talked about a topic that I think is near and dear to your heart as a product-led growth SaaS company. And today, I want to dig in a little bit more about what you're doing at Dooley and some of the research you've been doing. For starters, I wrap up every episode saying my advice is to focus on keeping your customers happy. And you've built something that ties in quite nicely to that, the Sales Happiness Index for MarTech companies. Talk to me about what your sales happiness index is. How'd you do the research? So the sales happiness index looks at the things that make somebody more or less, I mean, this is going to feel really obvious, actually, more or less happy in their job. We focus specifically on salespeople and we want to understand what were the things that were detracting from their satisfaction in their job? We are sitting right now in the great resignation. So very timely piece of research that we were doing. What were the things that were making them feel more satisfied in their job as well? So just drilling in and understanding all the different nuggets of information that would push people to be happier or less happy in their gig. We commissioned this through our one of our agencies to make it so it was third party. We did not want to do this direct and talk to hundreds of salespeople across North America to get a good read on how they were feeling these days. I'm going to make stereotypical sales jokes. So were some of the things that had a reverse correlation to sales happiness, the fact that there was no Bud Light in the fridge (laughs) and that the money gun was out of Monopoly money? Was that the big driver for sales unhappiness? Yeah, not quite. But we all live in a remote world right now, particularly in the world that we're in, in SaaS. 
So the Bud Light is as much as you want to put in your own fridge, I suppose. But there are a lot of things that drove people to be dissatisfied in their job. And a lot of it has to do with context switching. I worked in sales coming out of college, and uh, maybe that was just my thought of what sales life is really like. And that was, I don't know, in the early 2000s, I'll date myself a little bit. Obviously, the game has changed, and I'm making jokes to anybody who's offended by my stereotyping salespeople. Talk to me about what actually drives sales happiness, specifically in the MarTech industry. Again, when we did this study, we were trying to obviously figure out what would support our business model and using it as a way of figuring out what to prioritize in the product. And what we ended up learning was that there are just all of these little things that chip away at the satisfaction of an individual. And it makes a lot of sense. So when you think about a salesperson and how they're wired, how do they make money? They make money by selling. 50% of their paycheck is predicated on the performance. So when you start to do things that deter them from selling, whether it be asking them to update the CRM or do their expense reports or find phone numbers of people to call or email addresses of people to call, and you make those processes inefficient, guess what happens to their level of satisfaction? They're frustrated because they don't have the opportunity to stay in their highest value mode. There are very few people in sales that were hired with the excitement and enthusiasm to read the fine print in their job description, which is you're going to spend 22% of your time filling in fields in CRM, and you're going to spend 10% of your time doing expense reports. Nobody was wired like that. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then, and instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. All right, so what I'm hearing is salesmen, not surprisingly, are very motivated by the incentives that are put in front of them, and they are performance incentives. Now, 50% of your income as a salesperson is probably a base, and 50% is a variable comp, but it's the 50% that's variable that salespeople often prioritize and are motivated by. It's what gets them up in the morning and gets them ready to hold the bag and hit the bricks. 
You mentioned that the biggest driver for sales unhappiness is some of the logistics. What are the companies doing that don't have that problem? What are some of the ways that they're able to basically read the sales happiness index and modify what their company's behaviors are to make sure their salespeople are happy? I think the biggest thing that we learned is get rid of the friction, get rid of the friction in their job, right? So when you think about context switching as a really simple example, well, there's a lot of stuff that people have to jump between every single time they have to switch applications or switch their train of thought. I liken it to a phone call. So when you're on a call and the call waiting comes through and you got to answer because you're just your mom and then you got to go back to the other call. What's the first thing that happens when you get back on the other call if you talk to your mom for a few minutes? Where were we? I was going to say the call fails and they hang up. That always happens to me. Yeah, totally. But it's usually, sorry, I can't remember where we were. Let me just recover my train of thought. So those context switches that you're doing all day, every day, chip away at the two minutes here, the three minutes there, and suddenly you've lost an hour of your day. That's 12.5% of your day. That's 12.5% of your paycheck. So the things that people are struggling with right now, the good leaders are getting out of the way, internal meetings or consolidating the tech stack in some way so that people don't jump around between applications all day. Scheduling meetings, we talked about Calendly in the PLG uh, portion of our conversation. Updating the CRM, uh, average rep spends over five hours a week updating the CRM. What if you could chip away at that kind of stuff? So we look at that and we go, okay, well, what's the cost of all of those things? And that helps us obviously internally to create some sort of an ROI story, but just generally speaking, you've got 97% of revenue teams that will miss their quota that started out looking very attainable. That's a big hit. You know, often we think about marketing automation as the center of the automation universe. How do we understand what's happening with website triggers? How do we accept data and then push out the right marketing message? There's a case to be said that sales automation is where a lot of the innovation is actually happening, making these processes a little bit more efficient and helping you understand which leads to reach out to. Is this something that's different across industries? You know, is the MarTech industry being handled differently than, I don't know, a SaaS company or an e-commerce company, uh, professional services? What have you seen from industry to industry when it comes to the sales happiness index? I don't think there's a lot of variability. I think everybody's sort of suffering from same or similar problems. We didn't see any discernible differences, to be honest, between one sector or another sector. I would say if there was any sort of discernible differences, it would be potentially between field sales and, and remote sales just because they sell differently. There's a different style to it. But even that would show a negligible result in terms of differences in sales happiness. So Chris, we've talked about the high-level conclusions of the study. What should people that are interested in reading the study hope to get out of it? Yeah, I think that a couple of things will be really clear when they go through and review the results of the study. One is the true cost of lost selling and what that means to businesses today. So how can you optimize your sales organization to get a higher yield? At the end of the day, there's not a sales manager on the planet that looks over somebody's shoulder when they're not selling and is super excited about it. So how can you remove some of that friction? We talk a lot about tech stack consolidation and how tech stack consolidation alone can be a big win for an org where you got people that are context switching all day, every day. And frankly, a good third to a half of their tech stack isn't even being used. So what can you do to reduce those non-revenue generating activities and put people again into their highest value mode? So there's a lot of suggestions and ideas in there of how you can make your salesperson happier, but also more productive. So at the high level, we're trying to figure out how to make the sales teams happy, but maybe the underlying message here is 
There's a checklist that you can follow along at home with from this study where you can figure out not only why is your sales team happy or unhappy, but what are some of the things that you could do to help support them. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Chris Hartvigson, CEO and co-founder of Dooley for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Chris, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter where his handle is Chris Hartvigson, K-R-I-S-H-A-R-T-V-I-G-S-E-N. Or you can visit his company's website, dooley.ai, D-O-O-L-Y.ai. And that's where you can find the Sales Happiness Index Study. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also send us your, uh, let's see, contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.